Well, hello there. On this stormy evening, I know, I'm not going to tell you when we're recording. Well, it's actually, it's Monday. <laughs> because we got to get things done. And let's get on with the introduction straight away, so we've still got some music left. Let's start with stats. That man, brilliant panelist, the man who knows the numbers, the charts, and the probabilities. And what's the probability stats that Steve is going to go on a lot tonight? Very high. Here we go. Say hello. Not really, to be honest with you, but they do appear to be rather disappointed in my sudden reappearance. (laughs) So I'll say hello to the lovely listeners. Indeed. Indeed. Of course, you guys. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Right, and we're going to go on to that man, that nimble man, the man that's not just an ordinary runner, but a graceful creature that sprints like the wind, the one and only, the gazelle, a.k.a. Trevor Nichols. Say hello. Good evening, everybody, and don't mention wind. (laughs) Oh, and also, the man who said he wasn't going to be here tonight, but he is. Mm. Yes, okay. (laughs) It's the one and only Raven. And he's flapping. So just say hello, Raven, and let's get on with the show. Yes, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening, listeners. Hope you're having a great week. It's not too good right now, but um, I'm glad I've brought a little bit of um, enlightenment and pleasure to the rest of the crew here. Okay. Sorry, they seem rather saddened to see my appearance here tonight. (laughs) Can somebody define pleasure? (laughs) (laughs) Right, okay. Well, let's get straight into it. Let's go on to the roundup. And the first one, the first story that I want to go on is that about Rishi Sunak. I mean, quite simply, he wasted $11 billion by paying too much interest on the UK debt. How about that? Sounds about right. Yeah, well, the National Institute... Just, just think about how much that could alleviate people's struggles Indeed. in this country. The National Institute of Economic and Social Research said that the losses were the result of the Chancellor's failure to ensure against interest rises on 900 billion of reserves created through the quantitative easing program. Mm. So obviously this is part of the uh, COVID inquiry. Yeah. Hang on, hang on. Does he work for Wellington Borough Council? <laughs> Don't. Got some news about that as well. Okay, right. Here we go. Swedish scientists are actually fined and prosecuted for revealing that most rapes are committed by immigrants in Sweden. They did an in-depth research to find out, (laughs) and they've been fined by the government. In-depth research to find that out, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Why have they been fined? (laughs) Because the government don't like what they're saying. Can't well, handle if it's the truth. true, it's true. Is it true? That's the question. Yes, well, they've, they've provided scientific evidence for higher criminality with immigrant communities in the Western societies. So you are now actually live in societies in the Western world where you get fined for telling for the truth. Speaking the truth. Yep. That's nothing new, is it? No. Okay. No, well, it isn't, but it's alarming. To be honest, they're lucky they're just, they're just fine. They're not persecuted the rest of their lives and... Chased off to another yeah. country, well, this made is, bankrupt, etc. Yeah, et yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is going to be good. Good one for Trevor. Trevor, Woking Council declares bankruptcy with 1.2 billion deficit. Kicking feed. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like licking feed. It's chicken feed. You said, yeah. Yeah, chicken feed. I've got more debt than that. <laughs> 
Well, uh, the Conservative group in Warrington have released a press statement regarding the astronomical cost of refinancing the council debt in Warrington, which is around what, Trevor? It's around, I think it's 1.6 million a week, something like that. Yeah, but what's the total debt? The total debt is running at 2.2 billion at the moment, I think. Uh, 2.5. Well, the Conservatives are expressing concern. <laughs> expressing concern yes. at two billion pounds worth of debt. And they said that War- concern, gentlemen. <laughs> they said that Warrington has got to take urgent action. We're talking about the council in Warrington. It's got to take urgent action to reduce the debt burden and stop making out that all their business decisions of the Labour Council were good ones. <laughs> Oh dear! Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. What about they're, they're clever? Them conservatives, aren't they? Oh yeah, they can work things out we, really, really quick, especially up at those levels. This. We've been discussing this for two years. I know, I know, I know. But they released that press release only just recently. How about that? Right? And the concerns. They're concerns, you know. Well, yeah. Conservatives uh, were, were as good at uh, running the country as stabbing each other in the back. We might get somewhere, might we? Well, furthering Ooh. the subject of debt, creditors are betrayed as firm run by the Middletons is in 2.6 million debt. So that's the Princess of Wales' parents. Their firm has gone bust. Sure, someone will bail them out. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Ain't going to happen. No, they're a limited company and they've gone under and that is it. Andy Kenny's got loads of money. Well, somebody has bought the assets of the company. I don't know who because I didn't go that deep into it. Uh, Here's a funny one. Ready? This has got to be humour, hasn't it? Police are turning up to all home burglaries in historic policy change. Historic policy change. This is incredible, (laughs) the wording. It really is. Historic policy change means we will now address burglary by turning up to investigate it, or at least record it anyway, whether they'll (laughs) investigate it, of course, is another matter. That's a way of putting doing our jobs, isn't it? That is. Wow. (laughs) You know, you you couldn't make that one Uh, up, could you? Hello, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I'm just coming to sort out your burglary from 1981. (laughs) <laughs> they get strapped, they'll turn up but then they'll tell you to solve it yourself <laughs> yeah that'll be the other thing you know, so, I, does anybody really think that they're showing sense to beat the burglars no, no. It might work. It, there was a bit of a gap there nobody really nobody really wants to say that they were showing any form of sense but anyway let's move on Johnny Depp has said he won't ever return to Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean now that's over the oh, way that they a treated it. for me there. There's a job for you me. You are kidding. Hey. You are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. I believe that. I can um, do the funny walk. <laughs> yeah. All right. We know. We know. It's, yeah, we, it's we a bit know of feminine, that, that walk, isn't it, guys? A bit. It's only because the skirt's too tight. If he slackened it off a bit, you'd be all right. Did you know that some GP surgeries are actually running seriously low on GPs, and there are almost up to 5,000 people at one practice. Hang on. I thought we were bringing mass people from all across the world to cover all these uh, skills vacancies. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that happening? No. No, not happening. No, that's strange. So they're just going to add to the problem then, aren't they? Yep. Oh, heck. Never mind. And all those MPs that are quitting at the moment, I'm not going to comment on that because it's our national. We're going to be talking and bringing it in. Right. Worst week for mortgages since mini budget with rates rising £600 in the space of a single night. How about that? I don't know. John, just want to comment on uh, this. I heard a a radio program a few days back about uh, mortgage rates. And there was a couple being interviewed, and uh, I think they were in their early 60s. And uh, a rise that was not too long ago um, took their payments. They didn't have long to go, really, uh, from what I understood from the interview. They were paying about £166 a month, and then it went up to, I think, about 420 And then they were informed that the next rise will take their payments to over £700 a month. Yep. Yeah, from 166 this is now they are yeah. now like many many other people being forced to sell their home because they can't afford these payments yep and it's massive it's a massive problem well there's something definitely wrong with this society definitely there's definitely, there's definitely something wrong with mortgages because why are anyone why are they even giving mortgages if we're all gonna i don't know uh, in 20 years we're all gonna Burn to death underwater, aren't we? Apparently, so. Well, it's it's not just that. I remember, Klaus Schwab, what was that? Was that know, somebody? Uh, you will own nothing, and you will be happy. Remember? Uh, oh Klaus no, Schwab. don't, don't. I was reading something about that at uh, the United Nations. Uh, I think it was something that you put up in our group chat, Steve. Yeah, well, it's, it's bear in mind if you read through those ten points of the United Nations goals, Oof. right? How many of those have we covered about what's happening to our society in Western nations? Indeed. It's there. It's right there. And a think tank warns that 15 Birmingham-sized cities are needed to cope with UK immigration. <laughs> did, you, did you know a thousand of them came in over the weekend? Yep. Yeah, well, I've just, I've just been thinking as you were speaking there, landlord, and... What's going to happen is they keep putting mortgages up and up and up and up. People just have to vacate their houses. We could be looking at two million people losing their homes in the next two years. Well, you know and what? I, we, you know what yeah, I think is going to happen. Oh, 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 yeah, we could just empty the hotels and just put them all in the houses. That's right. I th- no, 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 no. I think the people are going to sell the houses, and I think they're going to go to the hotels and kick the immigrants out. The illegal immigrants, they're going to kick them out. And the barges and the ships, they're just going to say to Rishi, they're ours now. Get lost. Well, have you heard about Sadiq Khan? Apparently this, he's, he's, um, there's, a, there's a plan for two more of these barges. And um, Sadiq Khan was in favour of this until one of these barges was going to be shored up in London. And then he objected. And Farage just said, you know, is, is Sadiq Khan now far right? You couldn't, you couldn't make all this up. <laughs> no, he doesn't want it in his own backyard, so it's different. He's not far right. He's a massive hypocrite. Not like the left to be hypocrites, is it? Did you say a thousand came in? Is this yeah, maybe this is the next batch of GPs? <laughs> Going to train them up. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. Well, the last of this should be seen as being funny, but chaos at the tax office as HMRC closes the self-assessment phone line until September, forcing people to use dreaded online chat bots. 
No. <laughs> you know That's why they all wanted your voice to have recordings of your voice. To test in the water for the AI. Yeah. Been doing it for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, what? It says it will help allow 350 advisors to take urgent calls on other lines and answer customer queries. <laughs> they won't be there because they will no longer have a job. Yeah, have, we, have we actually used the chat box? Any of us on here? Have we no, used I have. Well, I think I you've have. used chat boxes, uh, Trevor, but it's not the kind <laughs> we're on about here. I've, I've used quite a few chat bots. Oh, you yeah. say, hello. They say, what is your issue? And I say, this is my issue. All right. Can you explain slightly more? Yes, there we go. Oh, I'm afraid I can't answer that. I will put you over to the first advisor. There you go. And then the advisor copy and pastes from Google. It's great. Yeah, and it's absolutely Mm. doesn't work. (laughs) It doesn't work. Because every question you ask them, they can't answer, so they've got to put you over to an advisor. You we're, can't answer your questions either. We're going to say it again. We are being led by donkeys. That's right? Being, you know what? That's harsh on donkeys, that, John. <laughs> it is, actually, because donkeys yeah. work hard. Yeah, I they totally do, yeah. agree with that. And yeah. I've been called a donkey once or twice, but I don't want to go into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your beach activities, I think. Yeah, beach activities. <laughs> we can just imagine you with your little sombrero. On the beach, oh, that's too much. Conjures up in the mind for yes, indeed, night, indeed. Really. Right. Well, okay. Well, let's move on, and we're going to go straight on to the national tonight, which is about Boris and Boris resigning as an MP with immediate effect after receiving privileges committee findings. Does anybody want me to give a brief summary of this before the comments come? Yes, feel free. I, I don't really know where this is going to be taking the country or what he's going to be up to, but. Um, <laughs> Politics has just been, I was going to say, it's become a shambles. It has been for a while. Well, it has. Okay, well, the former Prime Minister, Boris Johnson, Bojo to his friends, bollocks to the rest of us, has resigned as a member of Parliament in Uxbridge and South Reeslip after receiving a letter from the Privileges Committee regarding an investigation into Partygate. Johnson expressed his bewilderment and dismay about being forced out by the committee, which he accused of bias. Bias? Really? Really, Boris? He criticised the lack of evidence supporting the allegations against him and the absence of approval from Conservative Party members or the wider electorate. Johnson also raised concerns about a dangerous precedent being set. What, the possibility that he could get back in? Mm, Yeah. He called for the Conservative Party to regain momentum, articulate a pro-growth agenda and maximise the benefits of Brexit. Now, I think that's the only thing that we can agree with him on. He also criticised former senior civil servant Sue Gray, who led the Partygate investigation, suggesting a potential conflict of interest as she is expected to join Labour leader Sakia Starmer. You couldn't make that up, could you? You couldn't Not make really, no. The no. Privileges Committee is investigating whether Johnson misled Parliament about parties held during COVID-19 restrictions. Okay? Now, we don't know... What is what? Because we're not going to see the truth. So, who wants to go first on this one? Anybody? Because I was ready to go. Okay. I'm waving waving my finger like it's Steve's pencil. (laughs) Yes, we've heard that from his wife as well. (laughs) (laughs) He's always waving his pencil. Tomorrow, apparently, all is going to be revealed. 
because we're oh. going to get the uh, the privileged committee's um, report tomorrow. We oh, we're going to oh. get it. Yeah, tomorrow we're going to get it. Apparently, well, within forty eight hours, it said. Okay. Oh. So that's going to be fun, isn't it? He's already seen it, and that's why he's jacked. That's why he's run yep. for the hills, and What's... he's going to be starting a new party. Well, well the, sorry, the the rumours are he's going to be starting a new party, and I've just heard. I've just got. I've received it about three minutes ago on WhatsApp that he's at the minute chatting with the Raven. <laughs> well, did you I know that Lawrence Fox says doing him some fish fingers and chips for yeah. the chat afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> okay, did you know yeah, that Lawrence yeah, Fox yeah. is announced that he's going to go for the seat, to stand for the seat for Reclaim? Waste of time. Well, there you go. What, what, what seat's that? Uxbridge and Rayslip. Yeah. So that's what, he's, that's what he's going to do. I'll get it. Uh, South, South Rayslip, I should have said. Go ahead. I've not heard anything about whether Reform is standing there or well, not Well, uh, apparently not, Reclaim and involved. Reform have announced uh, an understanding between the parties to work together. Well, I, I haven't received that yet. Well, it was, it was out today. I saw it. Um, it was on Twitter about two or three hours ago. So him and Richard Tice have come to some form of an understanding. There you go. Mark, go ahead. Mm. I think with this track, track record of parties, uh, having another one's a good idea. <laughs> Are you talking about Boris or Lawrence? <laughs> Boris. I'll forget Lawrence. I'm sorry. I like the guy, but he's he's got no chance. I don't know. All this again, it's all part of this coup, isn't it, in my opinion? I, I, I'm going to go and say, I think the globalists are setting up Labour for the next puppet government. I've noticed the fake cons haven't exactly been jumping through hoops. I've need to go to the likes of Davos and, and the WEF. Um, but Labour were there, weren't they? Yeah. Why? Mm. They've been cozy enough to big business, haven't they? All the multinationals. Yeah, I mean, it's, All the it's a good point. Taken exactly. out. It's a globalist attack. They want Labour in because Labour will do exactly what they want. Yep. No, I go with you. Yeah, it's a good point you made, Mark. And it's basically how uh, our uh, so-called system now operates. It doesn't work for the people, as, as we've described many times. But um, in short, it's, you know, Labour's turn, Conservatives' turn. But... In reality, it doesn't make any difference, really. There's not too much difference in how they operate because they all operate for global business. Um, and in the process, the rights and privileges and the democracy of the people of individual Western nations is being trashed. And that's part of the problem. Um, and actually, in my view, the goal of these globalists to undermine um, nation-state democracies and uh, people need to wake up to this. The idea that you can go vote Labour and think you're going to make a difference by getting rid of the Conservatives and vice versa, it's a nonsense. Complete yeah, it's absolute nonsense. nonsense. But uh, what do you think of the other MPs that have stood down with him? Well, they know the writing is on the wall. At the end of the day, they've probably got out of the system what they perhaps uh, wanted. Uh, no, the writing is on the wall and um, politics, politics is becoming much more toxic. Um, Ooh, yeah, and they just want to get out of it because they 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 can see it's a complete and utter mess. I think a lot of politicians, if they're honest now, can see if if they are in the party system that they can't really do a great deal of anything. They're expected to toe the party line a lot, along with following the 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 mantra and the diktats of the globalists. And if if they're honest, they would come out and say that, but I don't think they will. Well, his loyal friend Nadine has stood down. And the health minister, Will Quince, he's standing down. She stood down with immediate effect. I'm not sure about him, but I think, I think if I was a betting man, I think Alak Sharma 
is going to be the next one. Go ahead, Mark. We, we wanted rid of Boris, didn't we? But I think we went through all this, was it last week or the week before? So we'll go through it again. But it shouldn't have been done like this. What's happening? It's, it's just not the way it should be working over here. And like Steve said, it, it's getting nasty. It's reminded me of what's going on in America. What's going on over there? It's poison. Oh, yeah. You, ca- you can't have politics like that because they're not working for the good of the people. They're just r- attacking each other. Well, I think I, I, think I do we- like what... Um... I do like what they're doing at the congressional hearings when they're going against one another because I think the Republicans have got the upper hand. They've got that system in place to do that. Everything just gets pushed up in our parliament and there's, oh, yeah. there's, no, there's no one standing up for the, for the good, for the right way. They're all just I think the problem now, though, is the fact that themselves. because politics is so aggressive and toxic, <laughs> the real issues never really get debated. No. There's no common ground. There's no sitting down. There's no looking at the issues that ordinary people are facing. And they got caught up in this appalling, nasty theatre show uh, where it's about seeking power and control uh, and representing the globalists, as we've said many times over. So the people don't stand a chance unless, unless, and I have to say this, and I know we probably disagree, but I think there is a massive case now for ordinary people to... Uh, start seeking support and putting themselves forwards as independents. I know it's a big task. I know it's a heavy task. But the bottom line is the amount of people who are now so completely ostracized and turned off from the party politics of this country, that that vote share is huge because people are just sick to death. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, what they are. Well, uh, you know, here's something before I yield. <laughs> Notice I've been listening to those hearings, Mark. I'm going to yes. yield to the gentleman not gentleman, gentleman, after I said this. The reason why I think there's about another three or four to go is that the Lord's Committee reveals it blocked eight peerages nominated by Johnson. I think those people are likely to go. Mark, go ahead, sir. Yeah, we seem to end up with these extreme policies because what they do is they keep trying to one-up each other all the time. Oh, yeah. So And we end up with this net zero and everything's gone woke. Remember the time when they used to like combat each other's policies? Yeah. It's just like they try and outdo each other. But Indeed. I think maybe Boris was trying to stack the was he trying to stack the lords or something by oh, putting yeah. a lot of Brexiteers oh, yeah. and stuff in because it's a bit like what they do in America when they stack the courts. I think that's awful having having judges voted for. But I think the I think the committee at the House of Lords well, eventually. I think the committee at the House of Lords is called HOLAC, and they were the ones that were uh, that blocked them. So, uh, you know, Rishi it's is called what, saying, sorry, John? HOLAC, H-O-L, O-Lac. House of Lords, and I think it's a, a, a counts committee, something of that. No, no, it can't be that. It's, I can't remember what the, all these synonyms are all about. Okay? Um, so, at the moment, Rishi is blaming them. But apparently there is the more to it. It's the culture again, isn't it? Mm. Start to take ownership, man up, and, uh, you know, let, let's sort of... Um, address things oh it's somebody else's fault it, it just gets See, kicked it, around it's victim mentality as well it's always the victim it's never their fault it's always someone else to blame no one takes any responsibility yeah. that's why we don't get accountability but Boris is doing that at the minute it's everybody else's fault mm-hmm. well, I mean I just, to be serious <clears throat> I mean I wouldn't want that bloke behind my back Boris I just I just, <laughs> and I, yeah, I just I mean, before I'm you not, say that I just to say I got that wrong before not very often you hear me make a mistake because I was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking at different things. Not a synonym. It's an acronym, you know, with the different letters, HOLAC. And I'll tell you exactly what they are. House of Lords Appointments Commission. That sounds right, doesn't it? 
Not a council it's committee. A it's another appointments committee. commission. This, this country is just full of committees. Bogs everything down, doesn't it? Oh, well, that's the first thing that Trevor said when he came back. He was just so, so annoyed about just administration. As soon as he came back, he's just been enjoying everything. a month. You know, and then as soon as you come back, it's just admin, admin, admin. And we're going to come on to that in the local. So if anybody else has got anything else to say about this one, I know let's just wait and see. But there are there there are more people going to stand down with immediate effect. Now that's going to cause a massive problem for Rishi Sunak. Massive problem. Well, let me say the sooner the better. Yeah. Or the Sunak the better. Another six hundred and forty-nine wouldn't go miss. <laughs> In fact, in fact, sorry, no, 48. Leave Andrew Bridgen and just the rest of them, to be honest. That's okay. Well, he's your favourite MP at the moment. He's the only one who's actually daring to speak the truth, isn't he? And you know he is because he got punished for it. So when you're over the target, we need more of them. Do you know what? We speak at the same time. You either must be psychic or I don't know what. It's either psychic or rude or I'm psychic and rude at the same time. Mutant, Jonathan, mutant. Just put him out of his misery and silence the man for a short while. What was that, Steve? Say that again, Steve. Mute him. Aye, that's Steve muted. That's him gone. (laughs) I I do apologise. I didn't even hear you speaking. (laughs) So, anyway, so if anybody's got anything more to say about that, let's move on to the local. Yeah? Okay. Now, Steve, you're back on. Speak. Yes, I'm here. I'm very relaxed. (laughs) Oh, good grief. Can we make sure, can we have a committee meeting about standards on the show? Can we make sure that when everybody comes on here, every, that everybody's fully clothed? It's too much. That's right, donkey. <laughs> can we have a committee meeting to discuss when the committee meeting will be? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we need to actually have the committee uh, to actually sort out the agenda for the committee meeting to sort out yeah. the committee And who's meeting. on the committee? Oh, so we need, Well, we need a meeting for that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome I'll to Britain. Them, join them. <laughs> you know, uh, let's have another cup of tea. Well, <laughs> and there he is. He's back. Oh, good grief! Okay, I've just gone up for a, I've just gone up for a quick welcome. As stiff as a butcher's apron. <laughs> I've been out. I've been out leafless in today. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, start, I'm starting a new venture. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's all right. That's okay. That's good. Dare we ask? No, no, it's carpet cleaning. Not even a bit now. I thought it was going to be <laughs> no, 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 I tried that one. I got the open crotch going, up and running, but it's, it's not sold many at the minute. Ah, that's just too much of a wrong image to create in one's mind. Yeah, okay, all right, that's enough. Let's move on to the enlightening local. Right. Did you know that you could make a complaint about your local councillor? Oh, yes, yeah. I've done in the past, actually, yes. How did that go? <laughs> well, no, uh, just, just listen. There's a little bit of a store, but they kind of kick it around into the long grass, yeah. and it gets, you know, and they get, get you can go to the local government ombudsman or the you know various bodies. And the fact of the matter is, however, you know, you might think it doesn't have much an effect of an effect, but um, it does in more ways than one on occasions. Mm. Now, I'm going to say something because I know where, where Jonathan, I think, is heading with this. And um, I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball into this when he said what he's going to say. Well, we sent, on behalf of Cheshire Matters, and remember now, three members of the team, three of the panellists, are ratepayers in Cheshire. Now, we sent an email, and what we said was this. 
on the 19th of the 5th. Good morning, Councillor Gittins. Firstly, congratulations on a successful election campaign. It is obvious much hard work had gone into the local local elections, no doubt influenced by national events. (laughs) However, back to business. We observed with interest item 7 of the members' allowances scheme at the meeting held at CWAC on the 18th of the 5th, 23, and have the following questions, which is hoped you can answer with your usual candor. 1. As the item did not appear to have a named vote, is it at all possible to ascertain names of councillors who voted in favour of the increase in member allowances, those against, and those who abstained? 2. As it is not mandatory for councillors to accept any increases, or the councillor's allowance in total, is it possible to ascertain a record of which councillors have accepted the members' allowances scheme increases as against those who haven't, as well as those who do not take or have stopped taking the allowance at all? 3. Please point us in the right direction to enable us to ascertain and inquire the exact information in a list form and how this impacts on current allowances, showing before and after figures for each councillor. Many thanks for your help in these matters. Jonathan Starkey, Editor-in-Chief, Jeshire Matters Podcast. Now, that was sent on the 18th of the 5th. Now, quickly, Steve, because I'm going to carry on. I was just going to ask, you sent that on the 18th of May? Yep. Right, okay, and you've had, I'm guessing, no response to date? No. So on the 2nd of June, I did a follow-up email. Dear Councillor Gittens, you were sent a polite email requesting information on the 19th of the 5th, 23, to which there has been no reply. We would appreciate a response within three working days of the date of this email. Many thanks, Jonathan Starkey. Now, does anybody think I've been rude there? No, but I think she has. Well... did you say, have you been rude there? Absolutely yeah, said, not. What? It couldn't have been more polite so, uh, being, being straightforward now. <laughs> what I can tell you is that we're going to make a complaint. We're going to make well, a complaint. First of all, Jonathan, I'd like to say, um, unfortunate we have to do this. And it's under the uh, Member's Code of Conduct. Ah, yes. Now, I'm going to briefly mention that, if I may. I've made complaints uh, utilising the Member's Code of Conduct in the past, and they uh, use various tactics based on my previous experience to wriggle the way out of this. Now, I'm going to mention two things, if I may. First of all, in relation to questions, if they've not simply been responded to by way of uh, an email coming back, first of all, acknowledging your email and acknowledging you as a person and us as a group, that's the first point. You could then simply issue FOI questions on whatdotheyknow.com and issue the questions accordingly on there. That's the next point. Um, If there's no responses, now here's a a very big issue for me because I've experienced this in the past and I'm aware that many people in uh, various parts of Chester and across Cheshire on occasions do experience this where people uh, either address the leader of a council or councillors and they don't get any form of acknowledgement or response. Now, like you said before, people are, are taxpayers, council taxpayers, they're entitled to representation, they're entitled to accountability, and they're entitled to clarity as to what's going on with their local authority. Well, let me read you 
the principles of counselor conduct that they sign up to. Well, I'm familiar with these. I don't know what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just the Nolan principles. Well, no, just listen. They are to act with integrity and honesty. <laughs> okay. They are to act lawfully. They are to treat all persons fairly and with respect and lead by example and act in a way that secures public confidence in the role of counsel, counselor. I hope. <laughs> in undertaking the role, oh, come on now, this is funny. They are to impartially exercise their responsibilities in the interests of the local community. Not to improperly seek to confer an advantage or a disadvantage on any person. We've been disadvantaged. <laughs> I can say. I can say. Once, though, is it? No. To mm-hmm. avoid conflicts of interest. Exercise reasonable care and diligence. Where's the diligence? There wasn't even an acknowledgement of those emails. And ensure that public resources are used prudently in accordance with the local authorities' requirements and in the public interest. Okay, Steve, you are waving that pen so viciously, even on a video screen, I feel like I'm about to be stabbed and die by ink. <laughs> go ahead. Well, you are quite irritable on occasions, but we won't quite go that far. But... <laughs> That's it. You read I'm going to mute him. You open your mouth you... again and say that again. I'm going to mute you. I don't care. Go on. Make my day. Do it. Do it. No. Do it. You read those points out, and they're all very valid, and they're all very serious, actually. But listening to those, in relation to what you sent in as inquiries, all of those have been breached, yeah. if you analyze it. Yeah. Now, here's the point. Here's the point. A key word you mentioned there, which is that they must always act lawfully and not to the detriment. I think it wasn't the word wasn't detriment. It was um, something else. Everybody must treat, be treated equally and fairly. But here's the thing. Yeah, you ignore everyone. Right? Well. <laughs> now, you, you talk about lawfully there. Every person is entitled to be treated equally, fairly, and with respect. Well, that's the standard of counselor conduct. So respect, number one. Right. Yep. Now, if that is not the case, you can go through various proceedings. You can send FOIs and you can send complaints into the necessary uh, bodies to do so, which I'm, I'm sure you will if you've not already done so, drafted that. Now, the thing is this. There is also something that's quite often missed, and more people are going down this route which I'm sure in various formats, talking about the Constitution, as we are going to later on, and various other matters. Now, you can then seek to possibly either take action and enter into legal proceedings yep. with, the, with the council. And they will use endless trolls of uh, public money to throw at the situation to fend individuals off. Yep. Now, because I've seen this many times all over well, the country. Well, they'll have now, a problem point, with us in that respect, but anyway, go yes. ahead. Yes, but here's the point. I think it's about time that elected representatives of any political party and at any level should start to think seriously about ignoring people. Oh, yeah, and the liabilities the incurred. the reputations yeah. of good, honest people the public, yeah. whoever they are, simply because they ask public 
questions, legitimate as long as Steve, the, the, the public are not bullying, harassing, or in any way discriminating against the council. Absolutely, but here's the point: there is nothing stopping people, ordinary members of the public, yeah, issuing something called. I hope those in office are listening to the next phrase. There is nothing stopping members of the public or groups issuing elected representatives with something called a commercial lien under common law. Yeah. Now, a commercial lien is serious because if they can't defend it and they lose, you potentially have the right to strip them of every single asset that they own personally. I'm talking about personal assets. Now, it's about time these people started to listen, engage, and do what they say they're going to do. Because the people of this country are sick to death of a democratic elected representative system that kicks them in the teeth at the first opportunity. So I hope you're all listening in Cheshire West. Yep. And we're going to, will you yield? Do you like that, Trevor? Mm. Will you yield? to the gazelle go ahead gazelle yeah i mean fantastic um speech there steve will it make any difference no are they going to listen to us no they got voted in and they only got voted in what a month ago nothing's going to change in the next four years they're just going to ignore you and ignore you ignore you until one of them gets a legal action because trevor Ah. those things can happen jonathan well said well said that needs to happen, and let's see what happens. Exactly. Well, That's the message that needs to go out here tonight. Well, the point the point that I'm making is, is that we're going to go through this exercise, and we're just going to say to uh, Louise, look, you're the one who's doing the ignoring. Any councillor that ignores any of their residents, and we will go out and find out about them, and all that's going to happen is, We'll just put out a load of leaflets in the, in the areas. We'll just do it. We'll just go out and do it and let everybody know what's happening because we are starting to get responses. We are starting to get responses from people who are unhappy. And in consideration of all the bodies that she sits on, have you seen the list of the outside bodies she sits on? I mean, there are so many of them. How does anybody satisfy the time requirements of those outside bodies? So if, have you seen have you seen the recompense you get for those? No. Nope. The more the more committees you can get on, the more expenses they get. Yeah, yeah. It's absolutely it's absolutely atrocious, right? And who's going to listen to you? They vote the donkey. Yeah. Well, there's only, there's only the law that can change this because yes. the, consti- the constituents won't listen to you because they continually vote the donkey. Well, the other thing is before I yield to Statsman is that we're actually compiling research to look at the value of local government in terms of whether or not it's actually value for money as a layer of governments, whether or not they're actually doing anything worthwhile that are going to help the people you know, within, within the area. And quite simply, we, once we finish that research, because it's still going to be a few weeks yet, this is going to be included with that research. And also the questions are going to be asked about all the outside bodies, how much they bring in for each of the councillors, and how they're able to satisfy the needs of their residents with also the demands of the time required for those outside bodies. 
And if they're on those outside bodies, what real difference are those outside bodies making to the lives of people? And I'm going to go to Mark first, Steve, because he was there first. Go ahead, Mark. Thank you very much. We always end up here, don't we? Every time we try and get some answers. I think maybe we're going about it the wrong way, John, because normally all we do is ask one of Steve's counsellors on Facebook and they tell us the answer that they're whipped like a racehorse. Yep. So we know all Labour voted for the rise. So we'll work off that assumption then, shall we? Because they were they have overall control. I think that the independents go for it too. Yep. So it doesn't really matter what the Conservatives did. It's, it's the independents and Labour who've pushed that through, isn't it? Yep. So like you said, are we going to have to now look into whether it's value for money? It was funny you mentioned a couple of words. One was impartial. And someone mentioned uh, discrimination. Now, I remember trying to get some answers off a of councillor and we phoned it up, didn't we, on the show? There was a bit of discrimination in there, but it wasn't coming from us, was it? No, not at all. So we were massive hypocrites again, John. Uh, I think that the reason they're not replying is because they, they don't want to give us legitimacy. Because, you know, as soon as they do, that's it. But now who's looking like they're not legitimate? It's them, isn't it? Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. And when we actually look, if everybody actually looks at the codes and protocols and reads it, there are a lot of tools in there for people who are not getting serviced properly. Go ahead, Steve. I think it's a timely reminder that we now have a council leader who was making the charge for allowances rises two weeks after an election. They all voted for, as we understand, for uh, allowances to be ra uh, raised for the second time in six months, two weeks after the election. And now the said same council leader doesn't even want to respond to an email. So in terms of what you've just said there, Jonathan, first of all, value for money, how can anybody seek a second rise in six months when they're not even prepared to engage with the public and answer an email. And Mark has just made another good point, which is legitimacy, because we do have legitimacy, first of all, as individuals, as taxpayers. Secondly, as a group, which is exposing and discussing a lot of serious matters uh, in Cheshire and across the country. And also the very fact that um, to counteract that, the council under the leadership, so-called leadership of the council leader, is exemplifying that it's okay to, to not to respond to yeah. the public yes. whilst accepting and voting for themselves to have this second rise in six months. It's appalling. Okay, Mark, go ahead. Yeah, speaking of ignoring, you want to, well, you've been at an election count with me. Yeah. Eyes hit the floor. They don't speak to me. They won't look at me. This is the left that I'll have conversations with conservatives and other people. But Labour won't look at me, won't speak to me, their eyes go down. All from the MP to the councillors. Oh, so yes. Don't breathe the same air. Well, the I thing think that is, that's discrimination. It's disgusting. I'd never treat a human being like that. Well, unless, they had, unless I had a real problem with them. Unless you were an right. immigrant. You know. Unless you can were just, an immigrant. Mm. Can I just comment on what Marcus just said? It's very important, actually. Mm -hmm. And it's serious. Um, I use that word now and again. It is serious. It's, it's actually vile that somebody who lives in Cheshire West who attends a local uh, electoral count is ignored and ostracised by 
in particular one party, as he describes the Labour Party, or large elements of the Labour Party, shall we say. And the very fact of the matter is, we've got an organisation that's in charge of our local authority that seems to think it's okay, in a way, to, as an organisation, ostracise somebody. History has shown many times over where that can lead. Think about that. Go ahead, Trevor. Like the lockdown, Steve, as well, yeah. Yeah, and just to endorse endorse Steve, what you've mentioned there about the Labour Party is certainly in Warrington, um, I mean, we mentioned this over the last few podcasts, and I'm not going to go over old ground, but uh, our French, that's Shalot. Now, the Labour Party in Warrington have got this massive slogan what they're promoting, debate not hate. How we, there you go. How hypocritical is that? Yeah. yeah. Debate yeah. not hate. They spout it. They, and that, and that, that Words, way, it's just virtue signalling. Virtue, virtue signalling. And she turns around and says, do dad the, the, the Tories. You know, all right, we might all think that. But the point is, you can't run on a, um, a slogan of, you know, debate not hate, and then do that. And it, it goes right through the Labour Party. There oh, must the, be the, a bunch of hypocrites. The, a lot of especially them. the real lefties amongst them. Go ahead, Mark. Yeah, I will just say there was one councillor, Labour councillor, who I stood against last time, who's actually really nice and actually speaks to me like a human being. So it's a personal choice with yep, the rest yep. of them. And I just think that's real bad character, especially for elected officials. Well, to I, I'll give Steve a say and then I'm going to wrap it up. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, I think uh, it's worth saying this, actually. And um, given the context of the situation, I think if Louise Gittins, the council leader, was to sit back and actually think about the example that she is setting, where what she's saying is that it's actually okay as an authority, as a leader of the authority. Correct as a leader of the local party, and she's given a message out to her organisation that it's actually okay to ignore people, ignore the public. I think that's the wrong message, and I think with hindsight, if she stops, sits back, has a think, and starts to engage, she could do a lot to repair public relations in this authority. Well, she's going to have a problem because... The council are not as smart as they think. And we're going to educate the public to actually show them how, if they're not satisfied, to use parts of the code of conduct to make simple complaints about their councillors. Time to get the councillors doing the job that they were elected to do. And if they don't, well, then obviously there will be cases that can be helped to be followed up. And that is a cautionary warning to all councillors in Cheshire. You're not going to get a free ride this time, especially after going for those increases in the allowances and especially those who accepted them. Okay, Steve, just quickly and we want to get off. Likewise, you made a very good point that we could leaflet in areas where people are failing to acknowledge and engage with the public. Correct. It's very easy to do. And so you may as well go to the, to the head of what's going on and just let them know. Now, one final point on it. They don't have any problem talking to their local democracy reporters. Now, everybody start remembering that. 
the local democracy reporters because we're doing another investigation into them. And it is something that is financed by the BBC. And I'll say no more about that because it's going to come up as another subject. So I'm going to say it's time. Okay, Trevor, did you bring in all the digital beer from Greece? I certainly did. All the mythos is on the bar right now for you all to enjoy. Okay, excluding Steve. No, Steve can't have any. What's that, sorry? (laughs) No no digital beer for you, Steve. No, well, I've, I've just been to the bar. I've got myself a proper pint of money. Uh, see beer. that? Sounds about right, doesn't it? Sounds, I've got sounds three right. Baby shams for you, ladies. What do you mean, Typical. baby shams? Typical. Oh, did you remember those commercials? Mine's a baby sham. Well, I'd rather have a pony because that's got a kick. <laughs> what? <laughs> These are the old ones. Okay, well, that's the end of the show. Thank goodness for that. And say good night. Go ahead, Statsman. Say good night. We're not doing any shouts or anything. Well, oh yeah. He doesn't know what he's doing this week. He doesn't know know what he's doing at all. I just just wanted to get it over and done with, you know what I mean? And then you go and spoil it, stats man. Shut up, you. Mute. (laughs) We'll do it it really quickly then. I've got a shout out. And it's to all primary schools who are pushing this climate alarmism and making children believe they're going to we'll all be dead in 25 years. They'll do well to remember that we're actually experiencing a mental health crisis with children. Right? So telling them this horse crap is really not helping. And if any children do come into any harm, I'm going to hold them all personally responsible. And this perpetual fear mongering sorry, needs to stop now for the good of the children. Okay. Good shout out. Good uh, shout out. Uh, Go ahead, Trevor. Yeah. What's yours? Well, I've got a shout down. Okay. Dead simple. Warrington Borough Council. <laughs> I've just come back. <clears throat> I second that. Yeah, just come down. I third uh, that. Back now. I've just come back now. I've been chomping on the, uh, the old, uh, the, the, the grass is always greener in Greece. God, that was a mouthful. Now, I've got back to get this letter saying, uh, we've not received your payment from your bank. And uh, I, I, I have a local um, council garage. Okay. So I, I got on to it today to just say, I don't know what's happened. You know, I want to pay the outstanding figure, which is £25. But no, I received this nasty letter saying that if you don't pay it within five days, we're going to take you to court. Well, the gazelle has just been into uh, been over at Greece for a month, so up yours. And I rang him, 35 minutes, then another 15 minutes, just hold to while we'll check your account. Yes, your account is uh, like £25 in arrears. I'll just pass you over now to our um, customer services where you can pay that, make that payment. Your direct debit's still all in order. Everything's okay. Pass me over to the uh, customer services which was another 15, 20 minutes. And then they said, sorry, all our customer services are busy at the minute. Goodbye. Whoa. <laughs> to, do you know what? Uh, do, for, do an you know, hour, for an hour. Now I'm going to receive a letter now within the next two days. They're not going to take you to court, sir. I'll tell you that now. No, no. Just pay computer, it and then let them go, take you to court. to court. mate. Computer so generated saying, you little scumbag, how dare you leave this country? And not pay your bills. We're going to take you to court. In fact, you're going to jail for eighteen months. Uh, we've well, in fact, we've got a paedophile that we're going to do before you. He's going to get one month, and he'll be out in two weeks. But we're sending you to jail for three years. I wonder, did Rishi get any letters like that when he disappeared to America to meet Biden? Did he have any well, red letters on his doorstep? 
Yeah, I doubt it. And it was a red letter, actually. And Your everybody would think, you know, cancelled. because you're talking about local matters like this, this is the same for anybody else in the country. They all yeah. go through the same thing. So the reason why that we're actually making a point with the leader of the council is simply because we're going to show that everybody else can do it. It's as simple yes. as that. Go ahead, Steve. Uh, then then hope, hopefully online, uh, online, on podcast, we can follow this up week by week. Yeah. And we're going to show him how we're going to take the council to task. Are we going to visit him in prison, guys? <laughs> That's just saying. Are we going to visit him in prison? No. Are we going to no. pay his fine? No. I won't be in prison. I am doing a, a runner to Greece. Greece. <laughs> Well, don't tell him where you're going to. He'll be, he'll be a he's legal he's immigrant. He'll be claiming asylum <laughs> in Greece. Yeah. I'll be on that dinghy. I'll pick it up in Dover. I'll say, look at that one, it's still inflated. And I will be paddling the pointy end, as Steve says, and it will be going straight over to Greece. <laughs> there you go. All right, Steve, go ahead. Shout out, yes. shout down, go ahead. Well, I'm going to give a shout down to the British government, Rishi Shunak, and um, uh, the entire failure of uh, public policy, yeah, failure yeah. to deal with the the boats coming across the channel. I'm going to yeah, give yeah. a shout down to uh, Louise Gittins and the Labour-controlled quack for filling yeah, yeah. the boots, failing to acknowledge the public, failing to engage, being complete failures within two weeks of an election, giving out yeah, the yeah. wrong message completely. <laughs> and the final one I'm going to give a shout down to is... Wedding planners. They've got a lot to answer for. <laughs> yeah, they are. All right, well, okay, I'm just going to say it. I wanted to get this all over and done with, except for you, Stats. You were the fly in the ointment. We'd have I'm finished by now. Yeah, that's it. We're going. <laughs> don't, mention, don't mention flies or mosquitoes. That's right. Go ahead. Say goodnight, yeah, Stats. You two Shut up, you. Shut the whole thing this right, week. That's and it. Good go night, on. Gone. That's See you it. later, everyone. Good night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Was that a sound? That was a mosquito. Mos- mosquito. <laughs> well, at least at least those mosquitoes knew where to go get drunk. They'll say, "There's the Englishman over there." Get him. Even bit mate, and he ended up on the deck. <laughs> All right. Say good night, Raven. No. Goodbye. I say goodbye. I only say, I've told you this many, many times over. I only say goodnight to my lovely lady wife, Elaine. Okay. That's it. Mute it. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. All right. That's the end of the show. Thank goodness that's all over. That's all right. All right, guys. That's it. Okay. Why does he do that soft voice at the end? Like, it's a bit feminine. (laughs) Okay.